everybody, you are dishing with Stephanie's dish, and it has been or has been a big week of dishing and eating and all of the things. And I just wanted to catch you up on some things that have happened this week that I've participated in and just sort of my general obsession. So, can I just start with talking about chicken thighs? Okay, so chicken thighs are the cheapest part that you can buy of the chicken. They're even usually, well, actually, legs are usually the cheapest, but they're one cut above the legs. And what they are is they're the thighs. So they're a dark meat. They have skin on them and you can buy them boneless or you can buy them bone in. And I usually buy them a lot because they're inexpensive. I use them to make my broth that I drink a lot when I'm doing the 5-2 fasting. Um, So here's just an example. I'll buy like a package of 12. I will put them in four to eat. I will do three packs of four and I will use four of them to flavor broth for the instant pot. I'll put in a bunch of my frozen vegetable scraps. I'll put in my four thighs, skin and all. I will instant pot them for 35 minutes to make broth. Then I will strain them and I will let the um, meat cool off. And then I will take the skin off and I'll pull the meat and put that in a separate container. I will use that to make, I have this like chicken salad that I like that's just apples, celery, and onions, and a little bit of mayonnaise, a little bit of mustard, and I have it mostly chicken, apples, and celery so that it's uh, healthy for you. So I will use the pulled chicken for that, or I'll use it for a taco. Tonight I'm actually going to make some cauliflower fried rice and throw some of the chicken in. So usually in my freezer, I have this pulled chicken from the chicken thighs. I'm always making broth. I make broth about once a week um, or once every two weeks. But the chicken thighs are just the cheapest cut of the chicken, but they're also super delicious. I love chicken skin. It's not necessarily good for you, but when it's perfectly crispy, it is just delicious. And a chicken thigh is a good way to do that. So I buy thighs. And then if I'm going to be cooking that night, I will uh, unthaw them. And then what do you make with them? Well, they're super easy. You guys, you can put them in like a cast iron skillet and you can start them with a rub with some olive oil and that rub could be garlic powder. It could be cumin. It could be smoked paprika. It could be um, Heather's Dirty Good Seasoning. It could be cayenne pepper. It could be lots of things, but you rub them and start them skin side down and then flip them after about 10 minutes and finish them off in the oven at a 400 to 450 degree oven. And you're going to cook them for probably about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. The internal temperature should be about 165, but that is a great way to cook them because you get the really crispy skin from the quick sear in the cast iron skillet, but then you're finishing them off temperature wise in the oven. The other way that I like to do uh, thighs is to put them on a roasting pan. And I have a recipe that I honestly just made up in my head. But what I did is I put I peeled some sweet potatoes and I roasted those for about 15 minutes at 400 with olive oil and salt and pepper. Then I took the pan out and I tossed those sweet potatoes up and I then put thighs on the other side of the roasting pan. I put them skin side up. I made a rub that was smoked paprika, cayenne pepper, salt, pepper, some brown sugar, and I rubbed that on the top and the bottom of the chicken thighs. I actually had a little bit left over, so I almost like mounded it up on top of the thighs on the roasting pan. 
I put it back in the oven at 400 for another 15 minutes. Then I took it out of the oven. I tossed those sweet potatoes again. And by now the chicken was cooking, but it wasn't done. But the sauce was, the rub was making a sauce that I was also using to flavor the sweet potatoes. And it was kind of sweet, kind of spicy. So I put that back in the oven once I tossed up the sweet potatoes again for another 15 minutes. And by now the chicken was done, but I didn't have the 100% crispy skin that I wanted. I was getting there. But I quickly just put on the broiler for a few minutes and I broiled the sweet potatoes with the chicken thighs, with the chicken skin. They got super crispy and honestly, it was delicious Um, for just having it be like a meal of the random sweet potato that I'd had floating around in my pantry for probably honestly at least six weeks. It was a delicious meal. Um, You can do lots of things with chicken thighs. You can use garlic powder, cumin, smoked paprika. You can put um, like rosemary and thyme and salt and pepper. You can even do, there's a recipe that Mark Bittman has. It's called a deviled chicken thigh. And you put a Dijon mustard on the top with some shallots, some cayenne pepper and Tabasco. So they're really spicy. Um, Thighs are honestly just like one of my favorite ways to eat chicken. And again, it is such a super cheap cut. I have them in the house all the time. I'm always buying them. Another simple thing to do is to roast a chicken. Frankly, I'm appalled at the amount of people in the world who don't know how to roast a chicken. I don't know how you could actually live without knowing how to roast a chicken. It is the simplest thing in the world. And even if you're not a good cook, you can rub it with oil, salt and pepper, throw it in a roasting pan. You can put a little bit of water in, but you don't even need to. And you're just going to roast the chicken. You're going to roast it with the big fat breasts up. You can put it in your pan. Um, You're going to put it at 450 degrees and you're going to end up cooking it for about 40 to 50 minutes or until the internal temperature is again about 165. I always end up cooking my chicken longer than they say. So I don't know what that is about me, but I always end up needing to have about a half hour on the opposite side. And you know, if it's done earlier, fine, take it out and then just heat it up again. But just having a whole chicken is so delicious. And let me just give you a couple things you can do with that chicken. So you can just cut up onions and put them in the bottom with potatoes and you can roast all of that at the base of your chicken and you get a very caramelized onion and you get a roasted potato that all of the chicken juices have cooked and dribbled down on top of your vegetables. That's one thing you can do with rosemary, thyme, salt, pepper, um, and toss all that together. You can also wait until your chicken's about halfway cooked, so a half hour, and then put vegetables in. So maybe you want to add some broccoli. Maybe you want to put zucchini in there. Some of those uh, softer vegetables will take less time. Obviously, harder vegetables like broccoli or cauliflower will take more time, but they get all flavored from the chicken juices. That is a delicious way to cook the chicken. One other tip, oh, and this is one of my favorites. So when you have leftover heels of bread or you have bread that's going bad, you know, when you buy like a baguette, sometimes at the store, it only lasts you a day before it starts to go bad. So I'm always cutting it up into cubes and freezing those. Then what I do is when I'm making a roast chicken, I dress my chicken. I put rosemary and thyme and salt and pepper on top. I usually stuff it with about half a clove of garlic or excuse me, half a whole garlic that's cut in half, half of a lemon, 
or two. I put whatever I can in there with a few aromatics. And then I get the bread croutons out of the freezer and I toss those with salt and pepper, some olive oil, and I put the chicken on top of those breadcrumbs. So now what happens is when the chicken is roasting, all of those juices are going into those breadcrumbs and making like a toasty chicken fat filled breadcrumb uh, crouton, which is the most amazing thing in the world. There's no fat to make a gravy or anything because it's all been absorbed by those croutons, but that is a really, really heavenly dish. Um, A couple more things you can just do with the whole roasted chicken is you can just put paprika on it. The nice thing about paprika is it comes in sweet or it comes in a smoked and sometimes they're spicy. You can put about a tablespoon on, uh, put olive oil on first and then put the paprika on. And when you rub it, it's red, right? So when you roast it, you get this really golden, beautiful skin. Um, No matter how done your chicken is, it looks really beautiful. You can put honey mustard on your chicken. Again, rubbing it all around with the honey mustard and then roasting it. How about a curry powder? So same idea to put the olive oil on the outside of the chicken and you can also use butter and then you put the curry powder on like two tablespoons is usually good. You can also add coconut milk or when the chicken is done and all of those delicious fats are in the bottom of the pan, you can add some curry powder, add some coconut milk and mix that in with your chicken broth and some other broth or water to thin it. And now you're making like a coconut curry gravy right in the pan with your chicken juices. You could do the same kind of thing with soy sauce and honey. You're going to rub it with soy sauce. You're going to put some garlic, some aromatics inside the chicken. And then after all those chicken juices are in your pan, you're going to take your chicken, put it on a plate and wait to cut it. But then you've got all those juices in the pan. Add some soy sauce, add some garlic, add some honey, add some orange juice if you want. Add some lemon juice, always adding an acid or some vinegar helps to just give it a little oomph of flavor. So next time, instead of like always thinking about grilling chicken, which we do in Minnesota in the summer, and I'm certainly thinking about grilling too because it's May 8th and it's like 40 degrees outside, but consider the roasting pan, consider chicken, consider the thighs in the cast iron skillet. All of these things are your friends and you will have delicious, delicious chicken that whoever you serve it to will be like, oh my gosh, this is the best chicken ever. Now let's talk about uh, sides with chicken. Again, some very easy things to do. You can make noodles and just put like peanut butter and soy sauce and sesame oil and make like a peanut noodle that would be great with a roast chicken or thighs that have been treated in any kind of Asian seasonings or spices. You could put green onions on top of those and really make a nice dish. You can also just serve like roast chicken thighs on top of like salad. So you're just going to serve like an arugula, a spring green, maybe make a mustard vinaigrette and serve that alongside the chicken or put the chicken on top of it. So the warmth of the chicken is making the salad a little bit wilty. That's a delicious meal. When you're cooking the chicken thighs, there's no reason you can't have a sheet pan Again, with the chicken thighs in it with potatoes or sweet potatoes, or you can have another pan 
that you've got maybe zucchini and onions and red peppers. And you're not going to put that in the whole time you're cooking those thighs in the oven because those vegetables are pretty soft and they only take about 15 to 20 minutes to complete. But think about making like just vegetable sides to go with your chicken breasts. Rice in your instant pot is always a winner. And you know that I love the five minute risotto where you put some onions, you put your arboreal rice in your instant pot with some olive oil. You saute that up a little bit until the rice has absorbed most of that oil. Then you're going to add your chicken broth and your rice and you're going to instant pot it for five minutes and then let it come to a natural release for about three to five minutes more. You can even just let it sit there on your counter until you're ready. I've actually made rice and served it like an hour and 20 minutes later at a dinner party in the instant pot. It stays forever, forever. So there's my rantings, my musings on chicken. I just, whenever there's chicken thighs in the freezer, I feel like I have like a hidden meal that I can quickly make. And I've always got pulled chicken in the refrigerator, like I said. So making a tostada or a burrito or a salad with chicken, it's always easy. You know, when you're living the lifestyle of eating a lot and drinking a lot, you're doing wine, you're doing cocktail tastings. When you're cooking at home, you have to be mindful of trying to make as many clean calorie choices as you can, because you know, when you go to a restaurant, you're not going to be able to control the fats. And so the 5-2 fasting plan has really worked well for me because I can manage my calendar so that I know like, okay, two days a week, I'm only going to eat 500 calories that day. I typically just wait. I have coffee for breakfast. I have a cup of chicken broth for lunch or two cups, whatever is making me feel satisfied. And then at dinner, I eat a protein and vegetables. And that's my meal plan for the day. And by doing that, I have two days a week where I've only consumed 500 calories each of those days. So it makes up for some of those other other heavier meals that I'm having where I'm going to tastings or there's a lot of wine that's being consumed. And really that's how I've been managing my weight the last two years probably. I was getting up there uh, and decided I needed to do something about it. I've always been a big exerciser, but that wasn't enough. So I decided to do this five and two. I was religious about it and I lost about 18 pounds. Also while exercising, because I, again, I'm, I like exercising. It makes me feel good. I exercise typically three to five days a week, but I couldn't keep the pounds off. They were still coming on anyway. So the five and two worked great. I've been lax. I've been lax for about six weeks. And sure enough, the pounds are slowly creeping back up, even though, you know, I I think I'm like, oh, I'm cutting calories here, cutting calories there. That is not a good plan for me. I am not a calorie counter. If I go to a restaurant, I'm not going to order a chicken breast and a side of rice. That's just not who I am. So the five and two works well. And this, these chicken thighs and always having broth in the refrigerator and always having chicken handy that I can either throw in for a low calorie meal or just eat the chicken on salads or like I said, on a tostada in a fried rice, a cauliflower fried rice actually has very few calories if you add that up. So that can be a good filling 500 calorie meal because I've eaten a ton of uh, carb dense vegetables. So that's how I do it. People ask all the time, like, well, how do you stay maintain your weight? I will tell you when I do like those BMI or those um, body mass index calculators, I'm always in the obese category. I'm a size 12 and I'm obese. So there's that. But 
I just am trying to feel my healthiest. I'm trying to live the life that I want to live. Being a super skinny size six like I was in my 20s is not who I am anymore. So my goal is just to feel healthy in my own skin, be able to go out and do the kind of work that I like, talk to chefs, talk to people making great food, eat that food, enjoy it, but then also understand what moderation looks like. And it's been a journey. I mean, I've not always been such a good clean eater and I love a party. I love all the sweets. I love all that stuff. And I find that if I can restrict just two days a week, that's usually the best for me. So that is my diatribe about chicken thighs, roasting chickens, and the 5-2 fasting plan that has worked for me. Again, everybody's got their own journeys. I know Bradley Trainer, who works with me at my talk, he does the 16 and 8, where he has like a feeding window that's eight hours a day. I think for him, he does like one to eight. So literally he can eat a late lunch and eat dinner. And that's the only time that he eats. And then he gives his body a rest for those other 16 hours. That works for him. Everybody's got what works for them, right? Probably when you do the math on all this, because I think I have the five and two, if you're eating 500 calories a day and your normal diet is, let's say a 1900 calorie or 2000 calorie a day diet, you're basically cutting out enough calories in a week to lose about a pound or a half a pound if you then are eating excessively like I am on the other days. So calories in, calories out at the end of the day, it's just a matter of how you get there, right? For me, just not thinking about food and knowing I can eat one meal and planning for that meal is a lot easier than trying to eat five small meals and manage the calorie intake. I'm just terrible at it. So there it is. That is dishing with Stephanie's dish this week. I'm going to come back next week and tell you, actually, I might do another podcast this week. I went to an event where I got to meet a lot of cool makers and talk about their products. And I had some insights about people bringing products to market that I will share with you the next time. Have a great week.